This is a HeadGum Podcast. Dear Jack, dear Tanner, welcome to your new home. As the previous tenant, Tanner Greenring, uh, adult baby, let me say I hope that you'll like living here as much as I did. I filed the change of address with the post office, but you know what a crapshoot that can be. So if anything slips through, would you do me a favor and forward my mail? Okay. I'd appreciate it. My new address is below. Thanks in advance. P.S. Sorry about the paw prints by the front door. They were there when I moved in. Same okay. with the box in the attic. Great. Um, uh, dear Tanner. Yes, Jack. And, and who are you? I'm Baby Jack. Baby ba- Jack adult Shepard. Baby Jack Shepard. Not sexual, not sexy. Uh, no. And I just moved in here and I'm just forwarding your mail. What's the um, monster that's making the paw prints? And do you live in the same time uh, as I do? And can we meet? It's not a monster. It's a dog. And the paw prints aren't there yet because you're in the past. past. Okay. And you are Keanu Reeves. It's the same day, two years apart. And I am What's-Her-Face from Speed. Can this be happening? And it's not the notebook. It's not the notebook. (laughs) <laughs> as far as I know, The Notebook is not a time travel movie. Okay. What is the name of the lady from Speed called? Uh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, and I think it is Sandra. And she's beautiful, and I'm in love with her. Okay. Which will help with this. So you, Jack, Yeah. Li- you move to... The past. You are an adult baby. In the past. Nope. In the, in the present. present. Okay. How's your sunset? Mine's beautiful. I only wish you were here to share it with me. In the past. Yeah. In the present? Tough to say. You, Jack, move into a swinging lake house up by a lake. Mm-hmm. And it's where you can just get weird and get freaky and do all the adult baby stuff you want to do in okay. the privacy of your own home. This house is about connection. And when you move in, it's a little rundown. It's a little dilapidated. And I'm definitely Keanu Reeves. No, you're, Jack, you're Baby Jack. I'm uh, Baby Jack. Okay. A baby guy. Yep. Same guy, but baby guy. Yep. Got it. And then I move into the house. Mm-hmm. And it's all dilapidated and run down, and you fix it and up. And there's a dog. Yeah, and you have a dog. I got a dog. And you open up the mailbox. There's a note from me, adult baby Tanner. Okay. I sometimes feel as if I'm invisible. I never felt that way when I lived at the lake house. And I'm saying, hey, I just left this house. Yes. Okay. But it turns out that I'm in the future and you're in the past because we are time-traveling adult babies. And when you're in the present, you're just normal you. And then you travel back to the past and you fall in love with an adult baby. Okay. And the dog does footprints. Even though this is clearly impossible, it's amazing. And is it sad? Is it sad? Here's what I know about it. Okay. Nothing. It's not meant to be. No, don't say that. Well, we're going to find out. Because I've never seen it. And Anne has uh, done this to us. Anne has sent us to Jack's lake house yeah. where we fall in love through time mm-hmm. one man I can never meet him I would like to give my whole heart to and reconnect 
in the future. Okay. Well, let me much add, like Marianne this. and her grandmother reconnected. Dear Tanner. Yes. Now that I've figured out that you are in the future and that you have a dog. Um, no, me... you have a dog in the past. Okay. Now that I figured out that you're in the future with no dog and I'm here in the past with a dog, what I would like to tell you is that I'm reading the Babysitter's Club portrait collection contemporaneously. At the same time as me. At the same time as you. Okay, well, me, on the count of three, let's say what year it is. Okay. One, One two, two, three. three. 1995. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Okay, because for me, I related to baby Marianne. And I related to adult Marianne. Yeah. Okay. Now it's all coming to together. Grandmother. And that's the premise. And it's time is timey wimey and it's wibbly wobbly. And no, it's... you can't do that here. Okay. Well, it's difficult to know exactly how it works. But it's like the movie The Lake House yeah. from 2006, starring Sandra Bullock and and it's Sandra and Adult Baby Jack. Keanu Reeves. Okay. They got together again, huh? <laughs> yeah, is it maybe potentially a sequel to Speed? I'm now that now that you're mentioning it, I think it must be right. Yeah, they did, had that whole experience on the bus, and then he was like, "Where'd you go?" And it was the future. She like time jumped somehow. Yeah, yeah. Very sad, very sad, and not the sequel to Speed we were all hoping for. They should have done it on a boat. Okay, that is a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I watched a movie where they did something similar on a train. Um, Under Siege 2. I was thinking of a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. But I realize not that that Jake Gyllenhaal movie is about time travel, so maybe we do want to save it. We want to save it. We're rapidly running out of books, but this week we did read a book, and it was called The Portrait Collection, Marianne's Book. Marianne's Book. Marianne's Book, book. and it's uh, not numbered. They don't do the numbers on this one. Jack, we're on the penultimate portrait. (laughs) Oh, no, why? Yeah. Did you realize that? Kind of, yeah. But we've decided that we're going to read Logan and Shannon and possibly some... There may be two Logan books, um, so we've got a couple. That would be nice. Yeah, I think there are a a few reader's request books that we can read. Hopefully there's one about Wendy Loser. Yeah, I hope there's one about the trip man. Oh, if I were a reader back then... (laughs) That's my reader's request. That would have been my request. And M. Martin got a bunch of, like, 10,000 fan mail letters that were like can you do one about shannon kilborn oh can you do one about alan gray and then there were like five like golfer dudes who were also into it who were like and i'm i read these books to my daughter and there's a guy (laughs) excise from the books called the trip man and he seems so cool that's my reader's request (laughs) (laughs) we should write it we should write it. Let's take readers' requests. Okay, yeah. On the Facebook page. I want to do one about Mr. Prezioso. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could probably do a really steamy one about Mr. Pike, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would actually be too hot for TV. And the podcast, as I will remind you, is not sexy, but we do read the books that are called mm, Portrait Collection. And this one's called Marianne's Book. And let's get into it. <sighs> You caught me. <laughs> caught you in a yawn. <laughs> you, you always wait till I'm talking to yawn. 
Well, yeah, that's polite. <laughs> no, it's polite to just not yawn at someone. Well, I had to yawn, and I was letting <laughs> you fill air while I yawned, and then you quickly clipped off your sentence. <laughs> we read Marianne's book, and we're going to talk about it, but first we describe it, and the way we do that is, I think you sing me a lullaby. Oh, gosh. Then I'll describe it in 60 seconds. Um, and do you want to tell the um, uh, the baby babies? I was going to say the adult babies, but that's if their adult babies are here. Oh, should we call them adult babies? No, I don't think so. Let, do, you, do you want to tell the baby babies to take this podcast and put it near their baby? Yeah. Uh, adult babies, <laughs> this week, if you have any normal size and aged babies in the house with you, um, this is your opportunity to bring your podcasting playing device mm-hmm. into the room where they're trying to get to sleep put it in their crib. play them this audio and it should lull them into a deep slumber from which they may not wake up okay that's not that's not a and that's just a disclaimer and that's yeah. just a disclaimer <laughs> okay. it probably won't happen to you but it's just yeah. a disclaimer yeah, we and have to legally say that our lawyers. Do you have Freddy Krueger in in the lullaby? Might be Freddy Krueger. Might be yeah. just like whatever. It's just a legal disclaimer. Okay. It's a legal thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, do you want to say y'all ready to get lulled? Y'all ready to get lulled? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good. Um, and okay. sing to me now, and I'll try not to fall. Asleep. I just actually um, between so we actually recorded the little sister first this week, mm-hmm. and I ran home to walk my dog and have a burrito, and my baby was having trouble getting to sleep, and I sang him this. Oh, really? Yeah. How'd it go? Well, he went to sleep. I'm a little worried about whether or not Freddy Krueger. Well, Freddy Krueger will get him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's a pretty tough kid. Okay. Good. Dream warrior. Dream warrior. If your baby's a dream warrior, ignore the disclaimer. Don't well, you think? The, I, the, the disclaimer is like a blanket disclaimer because yeah. it it will help sort of – I would just it, – it, this clears us across the board. Okay. Yeah. If your kid is a dream warrior, he's got a better chance of surviving a night with Freddy Krueger. Right. If not – I just want to make sure we're it's on you. Okay, good. Okay, I think we we've covered our bases. Why don't you sing me a song? Lull me to sleep. Y'all ready to get lulled? Let's get lulled. Here we go. Great. It's Mother's Day now, but I don't have one. Invite my dad to tea instead, and also me, me just for good measure. Got in trouble for inviting more than one guest, but Miss Fredrickson understood my tricky home situation and didn't punish me. Now I have stage fright, really bad stage fright. Don't want to dance in this year's ballet. I'm filled with such fear, I'll probably throw up. Please don't make me do a pas de bourrée in front of a room full of strangers because I really do suffer from serious social anxiety and perhaps ballet isn't the right vocation for me at all. (coughs) Good. I've always loved them and I mean glasses. If I could only get a pair. I tried on April's tank the exam. 
then decided that faking a lifelong disability would be dishonest. And actually, <laughs> I don't really look that good in glasses after all, but the doctor prescribed me a pair for reading anyway. Good. Very good. You are my grandma, my only grandma. You are not happy, so I came to stay. Wanted to learn more about my mother. Please don't compare me to her, and also please don't burden me with emotional labor. I understand <laughs> that you're mourning your dead husband, but I'm only a 13-year-old girl, and it's inappropriate. And also, I came to Iowa to learn more about my mother, and I know you also lost her tragically, and that I really remind you of her, but I am my own person on my own <laughs> journey, and I do need you to respect that. Wow, that was really beautiful and did lull me to sleep. And I think comprehensive to the book. Yeah, you got a lot in a little. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's the rhyme scheme of that? What's the meter of that? If you, the weird thing about um, You Are My Sunshine is if you go look at the lyrics, there is no rhyme scheme. Okay. So it doesn't matter. It's not ludicristic pentameter. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Should we copyright that? I think so. Well, maybe Ludacris has got it copyrighted. That was very good. Four brief stanzas. Yeah. Go through the entire four-part journey of Marianne yeah. this week. Baby Marianne, slightly older Marianne, even older Marianne, and essentially modern Marianne. Yes. And that's what these books do is we get four little vignettes. We tend to get four, and they are from different periods in the girls' lives so that we may know them better. And Anne has sent us to a lake house in the past to try and learn something. We don't know what. Last time we learned that Dawn is a clam. Yep. And I don't know how it all fits together. I really, really scanned this book looking for what seafood marianne might be yeah and didn't really find anything viable yeah i didn't find anything viable the only thing i saw was on the uh, cover of the book where they paint a picture of the girls in different phases of their life life. one of the stages that hodges has painted is of marianne as a cat yes did you notice that as well yes i did and it worried me yeah because because we do know how closely tied to the cat people faction Marianne has been in the past. Right. Who is this in the locket, by the way? Um, Because they don't talk about a locket in the book, do they? They don't talk about a locket. But that is what Hodges has chosen to depict. Let me have a look here. So we've got Marianne, we've got young Marianne, we've got cat Marianne. Then there's this Jane Doe. We've got teacup Marianne. Yep. And then there's a Jane Doe in a locket. That's weird. You think it's Anne, maybe? Anne put herself in the... Maybe it's Jean. Maybe it's Jeannie. That's what Jeannie's doing. She's trying so hard. I was there since the beginning. To make herself an essential part of this lore. Did you books. know that Marianne wears a locket with my picture in it? Yeah. That's true. I just was like, Jeannie... Are you sure? Are you absolutely <laughs> sure that Anne said I'm this is okay? I'm going to ask Anne. No, don't ask Anne. <laughs> don't ask Anne. She said I could be in charge of lore. Painter is a cat. Painter is a teacup. We all know about teacup, Marianne. And Painter, the time when she had me in a heart-shaped locket. Jean. While we're talking about the pictures, I guess, can I tell you some more things about the pictures that I noticed? Yes. Inside this book? Oh, yes. Pictures. So the pictures inside the book are, are drawn by someone called the Angel Artillery. Angelo Tillery. Angel, the angel artillery, and I think we think that it means when um, 
like a future helicopter robot shoots you from the sky, and that's what has drawn the pictures. And there are two pictures that I'd like to draw your attention to. Programmatically generated. The first one is a picture of Alma Spear holding a baby Marianne. Okay. And what she has written, it's a beautiful picture. Alma is sitting in a rocking chair, and she's holding baby Marianne and gazing into her eyes lovingly. And underneath it, Angel Artillery has written, My favorite picture of my mother and me in Marianne's voice. And I just think that's pretty fucking presumptuous that this guy fucking jumps in after hundreds of Babysitter's Club books Decides. and draws draws one picture of Marianne's mother. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, oh, this is Marianne's favorite fucking picture. And then like two pages later, there's a self-portrait of Angelo Tillery and it says, my favorite, and it says in Marianne's script, my yeah. favorite Babysitter's Club. Yeah, art director. And art it's director. not, and he's not even an art director. And it has nothing to do with the context of the chapter it's in. It's, it's just sad. Yeah, it's a picture of this like helicopter robot. <laughs> it says my favorite Babysitter's Club illustrator. And it's just inappropriate and it takes you out of the story. Yeah, he's really putting a lot of words in Marianne's mouth. And then another thing that Angel Artillery has done that I think is like beyond his scope. His scope? Is pretty yeah. high tech. <laughs> it's pretty high tech. If you see it, you should hide and run yeah. to the hills. But if you see it, it's too late. Right. That's what they say about the angel artillery. Um, but it's outside of his brief. A few pages later, there's a picture of a young Marianne with uh, Mr. Spear. Yes. Do you see it? Yep. And he's wearing a trench coat and he's holding her hand. And he is tiny. No. <laughs> And they've decided. I don't know if it's a, like that, a confusing perspective or if he's just tiny. He's the same size as he's, Marianne. He's roughly as as tall as like a <laughs> three year old Marianne. Yeah, and that is not in the canon. Or I feel like it would have come up. I mean, it's. I guess it's pretty progressive to be like he's a yeah. tiny man who's as tall yeah. as. And a we just don't talk girl, about it. We yeah, just don't talk about it. Yeah, his hands are huge. His hands are huge, and his feet look like they're probably pretty big. Yeah. But he is, and he's wearing like a he's wearing massively a oversized coat. All you can see are his, his, his Maybe his he's head. got a backpack under there or something. Yeah, because it looks like it's pushing out backwards from his back. His face is level with Marianne's face, and his feet are level with Marianne's feet. I think what Angel Artillery is saying is he's got big butt, and he can't deny that he likes it or whatever Sir Mix-a-Lot says. Oh, he's got a thick butt. Yeah. Yeah, he's thick as hell. Or is there someone else in there? In the trench coat. His butt? <laughs> I guess that's what it is. But anyway, that's the extent of what I had to say about the, the art, art directors and the- He's a good artist. Art subordinates, frankly, which is what Angelo is. And he shouldn't have been allowed to do either. I see why he was tooting his own horn. He's a great artist. He's a great artist. These He's are fully good realized what Marianne as a three, six, nine, and 13-year-old would look like. I am going to describe the book now. Okay. And I would do it in 60 seconds. I think you probably will watch some... I guess I'll try to find a 60-second recap of The Lake House. Okay. That's perfect. The Lake House. I bet that doesn't exist. <laughs> That's my guess, is that that doesn't exist. Huh. Easier said than done, huh? Oh, who would have thought that the same guys who did stick figure, funny 60-second recaps of The Terminator and The Matrix didn't think to do one of The Lake House? Um, okay. I found a video. Okay. 
tear-jerking moment from the lake house when Kate sends a copy of Alex's father book back to the past after his father's dot 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 after Perfect. his father's what? <laughs> I think they're trying to build suspense. And it's exactly one minute long, so I'm gonna okay. watch this. Okay. Perfect. And I'm gonna start in five, four, Okay, Marianne. What happens with Marianne? She has a tea party and Oh, it's a school tea party. It's young Marianne. She's having a school tea party. They say invite your mother and Marianne doesn't have a mother. She gets super upset about it. She gets super weird about it and uh, she doesn't want to invite her dad because everyone laughs at her. Then she invites Mimi, but then she does invite her dad, and then her dad and Mimi both show up, and it's super awkward, oh and, but she navigates it. Then uh, the next Marianne is Ballet Marianne. Claudia and Christy and Marianne are all taking ballet classes, and it turns out that Marianne hates performing in public. And that when they do the big recital, Marianne freaks the fuck out, and her dad says, I didn't realize that you uh, were so freaked out about performing in public. That's you don't like have it's... to do it. She doesn't do it. Then it's Four Eyes Marianne. Marianne wants to have glasses because her friend has glasses and looks good, and she fakes an eye exam uh, and it's shenanigans but it turns out that she does end up getting glasses just for reading and then it's Grandma's Farm Marianne and it's basically the plot of Marianne and the Secret in the Attic it's the plot of Marianne and the Secret in the Attic she hangs out with her grandma on the farm (laughs) are you okay? this is a really touching moment I just watched okay I think I might know what happened to Keanu's dad in the lake house? just from the yeah from the context of this scene Okay. I'm pretty sure he built the lake house. Okay. And I don't know how that fits into the rest of the plot, but Okay. That's He's useful. like looking at this book and he sees a picture of himself as a boy and his dad and they're looking at a lake house. Oh. I got chills. I don't crying. I swear to God I just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> I have I know I know nothing about this movie. I'd never heard about it until today. Yeah. And you've done it a very good. poor job of describing it so far. Yeah. But you saying that, just that, like, when he was a boy, his dad and him looked at the lake house? They looked at it together. And, and there's a picture? The dad built it. And he, the dad put a picture in his book. I got chills. And Sandra Bullock sent the book back from the future, because I guess the dad hadn't published it yet. But it's like, oh, well, <gasps> you know, could have just waited till his dad published it and they could have like maybe read it together or something wow and his dad did the crime and what and you you're you seem convinced that there's like monsters and crime in this <laughs> i don't know it's a whodunit isn't it i don't think so okay it's romance i think it's a romance okay well anyway i feel i've got chills i got crime chills i got romance chills um you know what we're doing now that we've talked about all the different Marianne's. um uh, it might be Speaking time. Speaking of dads, okay. Did you catch the dad watch music? No, this is uh, dad watch. Our hit segment where we track the dads of Stony Brook and beyond, and what they're up to. And no, I did not catch the dad watch. This one's a dad of a dad. Okay. We got a little insight this week, Jack. Yeah. Into what. Marianne's grandparents, Verna and Mr. Baker, do mm-hmm. yep. for a living. And that is his name. And he's passed, yeah. sadly. He's sadly passed. Yeah, if you guys remember Marianne and the Secret in the Attic, he and Verna were estranged from Marianne and Richard, and then he died and Verna got back in touch. But he never got to see Marianne again. It's all very no, sad. No, because he passes. Yeah. But here's, and so Marianne did live with him for quite a while when she was mm-hmm. a baby, like six months. 
yeah. and here's just a little insight into his life. Yeah. When I visited my grandmother recently, I asked her what I was like as a baby. When you first came to us, she told me, Good. you were clingy. You didn't want us out of your sight even for a minute, she smiled. But of course, we didn't want to lose sight of you for a minute either. So it worked out fine. Your grandfather would hold you against his shoulder and go off into the fields to look at the corn. So I captured this passage as well because it really stood out to me. And I think what's happening is that Jeannie Jean. doesn't know what farmers are. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, farmers? And was like, uh, oh, and, and remember to put Marianne's grandfather in it just to catch you up. He's a farmer in Iowa and he passed. And Jeannie's right. like, oh, God, fuck. I do not know what this is. So She's Marianne like, will uh, go out and do farming with him, yeah. <laughs> which means that they'll just go look at corn. <laughs> he stands outside and looks at the corn. She's like, well, corn's a plant. It just grows on corn. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. So I guess the farmers just look at it. They just stand and they look at the corn. You cut out a whole passage where he's friends with a scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't make the cut. Gives the scarecrow employee of the month. You know why? Because he's also looking at the corn? Because he's outstanding in his field. Okay. Do you get it? Yeah, no, I got it. That's, I don't want that. I don't want that energy on our show. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want to laugh at it. I don't want to politely chuckle at it. I don't want that energy on our Out show. Outstanding. No, ever. In ever. his field. Never. I don't. <laughs> what happened to you, man? <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> I don't want that. Um, uh, that's what we've learned about... Marianne's grandfather, we haven't learned his name, but we've learned what he does, which is he stands out in the field like a scarecrow and he looks at the corn. And that's what farmers do. And, and don't tell Jeannie otherwise. That's Farmer Watch. <laughs> that's Farmer Watch. Um, Tanner, I would like to give you a quiz. And you know what it is? It's which Marianne are you? And you know what segment it is? It's our Babysitter's, Babysitter's Club. Baby. Adult baby. Baby quiz of the week. Adult baby quiz of the week. Baby quiz of the week. And I'm looking forward to giving you this this is going to help me uncover which Marianne, which in Marianne time are you? I am. Are you Tea Party Marianne? Are you Ballet Marianne? Are you Four Eyes Marianne? Or are you Grandma's Farm Marianne? Okay. And um, this quiz should be a breeze for you because um, Jeannie set it up last week. Um, it's a trivia quiz. Jeannie. And it is based on last week in Dawn's book. We didn't get a chance to talk about it, but Dawn learns from Christy in a really riveting passage. The four rules Sounds of... like it was really powerful because you didn't talk about it last week. The four rules of babysitting. Yes. Um, and so for people playing along at home, you'll probably get a different one. Tanner will presumably get the one that's where you answer all the questions, right? Um, yep. Because it's the four rules of babysitting and babysitters club is what we do and it's in our blood and so this should be a fucking breeze for you it's a trivia quiz there i was going to say there are no wrong answers but in fact there are an infinity of wrong answers there are only four right answers yep um and i want you to get them so we're going to ask you in order what the four rules of babysitting are as determined by dawn oh and i'll tell you what for two of the questions there's a bonus question that's related to dawn's book where you can tell me what 
one of the other babysitters said about the rule of babysitting in Dawn's book instead of or in addition to the answer. I know the four rules. Okay, good. So, question number one. This rule of babysitting yes. is something you should have a list of. And what is it? Things you are willing to destroy. <laughs> okay. It's the second rule. Never point a gun at anything you're not willing to destroy. Okay. I know that it's incorrect. No. I don't know what you're remembering, but it's not that. The list of things you should have are emergency phone numbers that are listed near the phone. Oh, yeah. Um, and for a bonus, you can actually still get a point off of this question if you okay. answer, what does Stacy say should be included on the list? So the, the numbers 69 are in your phone number. No. Is that right? No. It's the phone number for the nearest takeout pizza joint. Oh. Okay. All right, 0 for 1. Question number 2. This is something you should ask parents to give you clear instructions about. Okay. Where your target is and what is behind. <laughs> no. Have you ever babysat? No. no. I mean, I have a son. Okay. Well, it's not that. Number two is have clear instructions on how to reach the parents while they are away from the house. That seems pretty hand in hand with the first one about always getting numbers. Well, that's emergency phone numbers. Okay. Remember when Marianne saved the day and she had to um, page the basketball game to ruin Mr. Prezioso's oh, yeah. one time he got to do the fucking thing? Mr. Prezioso stayed behind. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, is she dead? Yeah. Uh, Marianne will save the day. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> We're in overtime. I'm pretty sure Marianne's <laughs> going to save the day. Um, question number... So that's a... I'm going to mark that down as you got that wrong. Question number three. So there are three things you need to know about the children that you're babysitting for. Three things you need to know about the children you're babysitting for. Name at least one of them. Um, does it have an adequate backstop? A child? What's a I backstop? Like on, like I think it's like a. Th- a th- um. Are you googling? No, 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 no. Okay. Because what does that mean? It's a baseball thing. No, I think it's a part of a gun. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm start I'm <laughs> I'm starting to come around on what may have gone wrong here with your approach to this test. But no, that's not one of them. Here are the three things that you should know. Number 3, said Christy, ask parents about the children's meal and bedtimes. Also, be sure you know any bedtime rituals. So meal, bedtimes, and bedtime rituals. I might be looking at an entirely different four rules is what I'm realizing. Do you th- okay. Let's well, go through the last one just okay. to make sure. Okay. Um, and your bonus question is what does Claudia think is an example of a ritual? Um, ke- keeping your finger high on the frame away from the trigger. <laughs> no. No. It's a seance. She's no. She says rituals ask Claudia like a séance or something and then Christy is not pleased about it. 
This is really going badly for you. And question I feel number- like I've, yeah. I'm looking at a different set of rules. Okay, well, you. there's one last one, and you should know this because it's like a big part of the plot of the last book that we just read. Question number four. This is something you should never do on a job. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I know this one. Okay. Use a handgun, because all handguns are always loaded. Okay, well, so- that is true, but it's n- weirdly actually. Now I'm going to put this on Christy, but it's not one of the four rules. <laughs> a babysitting rule number four is respect the privacy of your clients. Babysitters should not eavesdrop, snoop, or in any way violate the trust the client has placed in them. So what happened here, Tanner? What the fuck I happened? Think I think I must be looking at entirely different four rules. My four rules are all guns are always loaded. Never point the gun at anything you're not willing to destroy. Keep your finger off the trigger until your sights are on target and be sure of what your target is and what is beyond it. Why would you think that that's... <laughs> I googled four rules and the, the thing okay. I'm looking at says, the four rules by Kathy Jackson. Here are the four universal rules. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's not it. These rules always apply every time we handle a firearm. And it says, here are the four universal rules. Well, you're very, very wrong, and it's not. What? And it's from the book that you just read, and why were you Are you calling Kathy Jackson a liar? She (laughs) said these are universal rules, Jack. I think those are probably good rules, but they're not the rules, and you failed. And so, fortunately, I thought this might be possible, and I have created a category for you. But for people who are playing along at home, if you answered one question right, you are Tea Party Marianne. Tea Party Marianne probably has a lot to say about these gun safety regulations that I just went over. If you answered two questions right, you are Ballet Failure Marianne. Okay. If you answered three questions right, you are four eyes, Marianne. Yep. She gets glasses and tries to fail her eye test, but it all works out. And if you answer four questions right, you are grandma's farm, Marianne. And you answered zero questions right. And if you did answer zero questions right, you are Marianne from BSC number 79. Marianne breaks the rules and you go directly to jail. Technically, Kathy Jackson got zero right. Okay, so you She's and Kathy Jackson rules broke the fucking rules and take it up with the long arm of the law, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see them come for me. Because she broke the babysitting rule. She had Logan over. You remember that one? Oh, yeah, and they did canoodling? Or no, that was Christy and Bart. No, they did canoodling, or they didn't do canoodling. Either way, she shouldn't have had Logan over. You almost said colluding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was thinking we might take a break. Okay. Okay, goodbye. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hmm. What would I do with an extra hour in my day? Very interesting question, BetterHelp. Hello, everyone. This is Evil Tanner. I'm like regular Tanner, except evil. Our sponsor, BetterHelp, has put a little prompt here in the copy for us. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? My own website, which only exists on the dark web, of course, uh, wetterhelp.com, could use a little help. So I would probably use that hour to do a whole bunch, like just flood Facebook with one like, one prayer. Please go donate to my GoFundMe. I need to bring my website, wetterhelp.com, back from 
the brink. Betterhelp.com, they feel like there's a little bit of uh, infringement. I said, well, you know, we're on the dark web. You guys are on the surface web. Our whole thing is like getting people wet who don't want to be wet. So it's like stepping in a puddle or like sitting on a bench that's wet. That's us. Like, that's what we do. Share this with a friend. One like, one prayer. I will follow through on the like prayer stuff too. I will be praying all night. I would use today's sponsor, betterhelp.com. Um, of course, I can't. I am evil tanner. I can only use the deep web. We do have a deep web version of betterhelp.com. Um, it's called worsehelp.com. It's not good, but I think betterhelp.com is great from everything I've heard. Convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch at any time, no additional charge. Uh, go check it out. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bedfellows to get 10% off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash bedfellows see you there well not me but have fun we're back we're back yeah do you want to hear something scary okay is it literally gonna scare me I mean, it's going to, like, open your fucking eyes. Oh, okay. That kind of scares me. Yeah. Inconvenient truth. Like, open your fucking eyes and see the world in a new way. Yeah. Um, and... Feel the rain on your skin. Okay. Yeah. And it's Natasha Benning. No one else can feel for you. Yeah. Got it. And what I want to say to you is this. And first of all, uh, bearing in mind that we know that Jeannie is like a... Jean. Like, always try to call dibs on, like, cool lore. Because yeah. she gets to write these books in the past, and she's like, hey, I came up with it. Right. Uh, which I respect. It's a nice, it's a good con. It's a good con. Uh, listen to this. Uh, in the the part where, first of all, I want, I do want to say to Jeannie that she did, uh, one of the chapters where Marianne goes to, learns about her origins, she just stole it from Marianne and the Secret in the Attic. She took the whole yes. chapter. She just yes. took the whole chapter from that. Yes. That's not okay. She's like, remember the time that Anne already expertly described yeah. this entire thing? It was actually me. Yeah. I did it. And Anne and took I did it from it. me because I'm the one who comes up with the lore. Yeah. Um, and well, guess what she did? Guess what she put in there? A little Easter egg for us time traveling time babies. What was it? It was easy to pick. So Marianne gets on a plane to go visit Verna Baker, which means the spring baker. Verna means spring. And uh, Alma Baker is the soul baker. And uh, Verna Baker is the spring baker. Um, She goes to visit Verna Baker on a plane. And the following thing happens. It was easy to pick out my grandmother in the crowd of people waiting for flight 652. There's only one 652 in the Bible, Tanner, and I'll refresh your memory. Yes, uh, yes, of course. It's Mark 652. They were amazed, for they had not cons- for they had considered not. That's how they just they just reverse shit in we the Bible. Because they're like Yoda's trying to be fucking fancy. Yeah. They're trying to be clever. They're trying to be funny. And it trips you up. They were amazed, for they had considered not the miracle they had of considered not. Like, it's like a Yoda thing. They had considered not. Say it again. I I was trying to... I was honing my Yoda. Okay. They were amazed for they had... not a euphemism. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) I don't like it. 
They were amazed for they. You were honing your yoga. <laughs> okay, I didn't like it, but I did want to. I did want to take it. I wanted did want to run it past the old transom one more time. <laughs> <laughs> They were amazed, for they had considered not the miracle of the loaves, as their hearts were hardened. Okay. That's Mark 6, 5, 2. That's the plane that Marianne gets on to visit the spring baker, the first baker. And did you do the techno? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the techno happened. I And I, I, I did some probably very fucking clever editing to make it work around you saying that you were owning your Yoda. <laughs> so it's all Brad. Yeah. And this is something I've yeah. been saying since yeah. the very beginning. Yeah, and Jeannie too. Jeannie's and been Jean saying it since too. before Jean's, you were born. And Jean actually came up with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm wheezing off her juice a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's all Jean, and it's all been all Jean all the way down. Yeah. Since yeah. the beginning. Yeah. And this is now proves it. And Gene is a spring baker, and they were honing their Yodas, and they didn't consider they considered didn't the miracle of the loaves, and they didn't yeah, consider they it. considered didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Marianne, so Marianne spends this entire book, and it's an entire book talking about all the things she hates. Yeah, and it's a little frustrating, right? Marianne's yeah, she's mostly fine in this book. Marianne of late, latter day Marianne has been bothersome to me. Yeah. Uh, because she always cries and she's You used to be a Marianne Stan. I used to be Mary a Marianne Stan. Stan um and then I stopped being that. But I thought she was fine in this book. I, I got it I got a sense of who she really well, is. Well, listen to this. She goes through a number of babysitters. Yeah, I know. One of her that. young iterations. Yeah. Mm. And she describes some of these babysitters and she hates all of them. Yeah. But listen to this one. Okay. I did have a pretty pathetic series of sitters that year. Some of my sitters were so bad that my dad had to fire them, and every one of them was boring, boring, boring. For example, Mrs. Manson talked about her grandchildren all the time. They sounded as boring as she was. She also drank a lot of beer on the job. <laughs> That's why my dad fired her. She's fucking awesome. She sounds cool, Marianne. She what sounds do you mean? cool as hell. I've forgotten about her, but she is fucking baller of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Manson's the baller of the week for just getting fucking loaded every week while she was watching Marianne. Yeah. God bless Mrs. Manson. I would too. Yeah. And do. And do. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you gotta. Sometimes it's just Because they don't have they have a lot to say. They're Babies. so boring. And if they're young like mine is, yeah. you can't even put the TV on. You can't even disappoint them. You can't uh, disappoint him. You can't, I think I yeah. probably could. You think? Have you been disappointing Miles? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, he cries an awful lot. I disappoint. I disappoint Cyril constantly. So every other day, um, one of us gets up with the child, and that's the rule. Is, yes, we have that rule too. Um, and whenever I, so the way that Cyril wakes up is he says, "I want my mama." That's what I wake up to every morning. I've stopped setting an alarm. I stopped putting the baby monitor on because it's just like you're going to he immediately hear it. It wakes you right up. And he goes, I want my mama. So I'll get up. I'll like run and like throw together some kind of a coffee product. Yeah. And come into his room and I'll say, hey, monkey, how's it going? And he'll look at me and his face will 
get even sadder and he'll go, Mama! <laughs> he'll kind of like look past you a little bit. Like, Is she coming or? What's what's happening here? You're the opening act? <laughs> I don't think Miles has figured out how to tell me and Jamie apart yet. Yeah, okay. But he does seem, well, the person he truly loves is Miss Joy. Okay, yeah. I think he's always okay. disappointed that neither of us are Miss Joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Or Hercules, because he really has grown. He likes Herc? Quite an affection for Hercules. That's nice. Yeah. Um, this has been Deton. And um, what I would like to talk about, Tanner, is, um, uh, I guess, oh, it's also scary. Okay. Is it too much scary? Too much, too, too scary? Should I... Uh, well, just tell me how to prepare my body. Well, prepare our listeners and do a fucking scare warning. Okay. Scare warning. Scare warning. Prepare to piss your pants. Okay, good. Um, and then I guess for you also, you do that. Prepare yourself and listen to this. Ready? Yeah. I think and the easiest thing would be if I just took it out. Excuse me? And like aimed it like in some, like a vessel. Okay, yeah. Well, I can only see your torso on this uh, video chat that we're on, so right. you, go for it. Um, whatever, Do whatever you need to do so that you don't soil yourself, but here is a scary thing, and I think this is what Jeannie wants us to know. Jeannie. She wants us to know a different thing about the girls every week, and we learned that Dawn is a clam, and we learned that Stacy's a lobster. Uh, and there's no seafood for Claudia, and I don't think there's seafood for Marianne, but here's what we did learn about the babysitters this week from Jimmy. Okay. And it's scary. Okay. This is in early days. I think it's – no, it's not Tea Party. It's whatever the next iteration of Marianne is. I stuck Ballet. By Chris- Ballet. I stuck by Christy and Claudia during snack time. This is Tea Party Marianne. And now you've made me look like an ass for saying it was Ballet Marianne. Okay. It's, do, tea, it's Tea Party Marianne. What do you want from me? You want a fucking apology? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry I made you look like an ass. You're forgiven. Okay. I stuck by Christy and Claudia during snack time. When the teacher announced rest period, Christy unrolled my mat between hers and Claudia's. These are our permanent rest places, she told me. Oh, wow. I didn't know what permanent meant, but I did know that Christy would look out for me in nursery school. And it's the sixth sense, and they've been dead the whole time. Oh wow! Yeah, that's not. It's not a. It's not scary. It's a twist, though. It's a twist, and it's directed by M Night Shyamalan. There's a lot of things that are scary, sort of in that story. Yeah, but the twist isn't scary. The twist is a twist. The twist you're just like, oh whoa. Okay, well the twist, I guess, of the whole of the two hundred books that we've read is that. Christy, Claudia, and Marianne found their permanent resting place in the the second grade. And they've been dead the whole time. And they're ghosts. Wow. Yes. I can't believe they've been dead this entire time. And they're bees and their seafood. Yeah. (laughs) Some of them. Hard to believe. But it all fits together. And it's all bread. Jeannie is just, she's trying to pack it in. This feels like another one where Jeannie... Jean, you know, it was heavy saying Jeannie, <laughs> where Jean was just covering Jeannie. her bases. She's yeah. like seeding the ground a little bit. Yeah. If like, just in case in the future they do decide that they're all dead, I will have said that this is- I will have said it. Yeah. I think she heard what Elle Fanning did. And she was like, uh, Elle put all this fucking lore back in the book, you know? Right. 
And right. she had said she invented it in Christie's right. Great Idea, which is so unfair because it's the same text. And Jeannie's like, well, I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to go back into their past and I'm going to fucking come up with anything, that, all the wild shit I can fucking think of. Right. Just in case anybody uncovers it and it turns out that this was the case. And well, I it's a Silmarillion. It's a Silmarillion. And we've already yeah. discussed that. So and we have, yeah. Um, I, Jack, mm-hmm. this week. Yes. Command, um, command, I command you. Okay. I don't like. And I guess I won't be needing this anymore. I say, yeah. gesturing to a robotic arm that I'm holding. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. And I throw it into Halava. Okay. And it's all. Our... And I command you. Yeah. It's our segment that's called, and then Arnold will say this for us, but it's called I Know Now Why You Cry. I know now why you cry. But it's something I can never do. Yes. And then Arnold says it, and then we'll just do the scene. Um, <clears throat> so you threw the arm into the yep. pit. Um, Sarah Connor's here too, by the way. And I guess I'm John Connor this week. Okay. Look at the size of this fucking bug on the wall behind you. Oh, look at it! It's a roach. Woohoo! It's huge! <laughs> I thought it was a fly on my screen. It's so big. It's a roach. She's freaked me out because my friend found a tarantula in his garden the other day. That's a huge he's fucking bug that was behind this you. It's just a roach. Whatever, fucking Brooklyn. Mr. fucking Brooklyn. Oh, God, you have a fucking roach in your house. Guess what? You have a fucking gazillion. Well, not one crawling right behind me right now. Probably crawling on your baby right now. So big that I could see it, like, across the room on a camera. Okay. It's our section, and it's supposed to be sad, and it's supposed to be somber. Sorry, there's a big roach I'm the Terminator. I'm the... Oh, okay, hang on. Someone called this out for getting the wrong Terminator. Yeah, and this is a goddamn fucking travesty, and it's honestly the, the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Baby B. Paul has pointed out twice now, and the first time I didn't register it in time to record the previous episode, but Arnold Schwarzenegger is a T-800. He's not a T-100. Well, what happened to the T-100? And there isn't one. There isn't one. They don't have it, and it's a crime that we fucked it up. There's something called a T-1. Oh, really? What do they do? T-1 Battlefield Robot, also known as a T-1 Ground Assault Vehicle, is a fully autonomous ground defense system oh, and the cool. first Terminator-class robot. Okay. Is And is that what we meant? I, yeah, that's what we meant, and we meant that there were a hundred of them. So, Paul, yeah. you can eat it. Yeah, you eat it, Paul. Because what we were saying was that there were a hundred of them, and we actually knew more Terminator lore than you did. Because yes. we were saying that there's a hundred of the T1s, but I guess we have to fucking spell it out for everybody. Um, I'm the T800. You're John Connor. This is how we do the segment. Um, you threw my... Oh, okay. I threw an arm in, and I'm also going to, just for good measure, throw the chip in, and I don't okay. know what that means. It just kind of feels like back in the 90s, they yeah. uh, a lot of people like to call things chips. Okay, and now we'll do the sad part, and we'll make them cry, and then we'll read the passage. Why did you throw my arm in the water? 
It wasn't actually your arm. It's definitely not water. <laughs> I think it's lava. I am not allowed to self-terminate. Yeah. So I think what that means is I have to... It's something you could never do. What is the water that's coming it's from your... It's not water. <laughs> Why are you getting water? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why did you throw my chips in the water? It's not your chips, and it's not water. <laughs> I think it was like a... Uh, I think it was the T-1000's chip. Okay. No, it's, I, I think it's my now. chip. It's my chip, because no, it's No, your chip arm. is in your head, because you point to ha- your head and say... No, I got a chip another. in my arm! No, the chip in my arm is the fucking arm that they find in Cyberdyne systems, and that's what they oh, use to right. fucking make the f- bad future. Anyway, you can't lower yourself into the lava, so I have to do it. I don't know why Sarah couldn't do it. Okay. She's, I think she's down for it. She's definitely down for it. Yeah, she's just relieved right now. Um, I know now why you cry. But it's something I can never do. But I can't do it. Why? What is this accent? <sighs> Your Terminator was so good. I know. It was like unrehearsed, too. Yeah. But I can't do it. <laughs> Let's just, I know not why you cry because it's the tearful moment. Yeah, and it's our tearful moment, and, and it's we're throwing our, all of our chips and arms in the water. Yeah, and it's very sad. And I would like for you to read the moment in this novel that made you cry. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right at the top. I'm sorry I scared you. I put the letter and baby book back in the envelope. I'm okay. What were you reading that made you cry? My dad asked. Just stuff from my autobiography, I replied. Grandma Baker sent me a baby book that she and my mother wrote about me. I don't usually mention my mother to my father. I know it makes him sad. And I didn't think it was fair to talk about my mother, my father's first wife, in front of Sharon, his second wife. But Sharon didn't seem to mind. She sat next to me on the stairs and took my hand in hers. I'm sorry you feel sad, she said softly. That, of course, made me cry even harder. (sighs) Is your autobiography going to be sad? My dad asked. And it was. It was sad because it was all about her dead mom and dead grandfather. Killed the fucking Terminator. And the dead Terminator whose chips got thrown in water. Yeah. Which isn't good for chips. No. (laughs) It's soggy as hell. It doesn't even matter what kind of chips. No, any kind. Very bad for them. And I know now, Tanner, why you cry. Because it was a sad passage. And I, Jack, sad... I would like to know now why you cry. <laughs> okay, good. I like this formulation. Okay, here's where I cried and get ready to cry. And I know now why I cry. And you're all going to know why I cry. And I'm going to know why you cry. And we all know that we're all crying. Okay? okay? Yep, I follow. Good. Ready? Mm-hmm. Mimi sat in her rocker. I don't think you had a very nice time at the tea party today, Marianne, she said. I'm sorry I invited two people, I replied. The tears I'd been holding back all afternoon began to flow. Mimi motioned for me to come to her. She took a tissue from her apron pocket and patted my wet cheeks with them. It was not the big problem for me that it was for you, she said. So don't you worry for a minute about Mimi. She opened her arms and wrapped me in a big Mimi hug. I leaned against her and took a deep breath of her special flower smell. 
Then she told me that she was still honored that I invited her to the tea party, and that any time there was a function at school that my dad couldn't attend, she would be happy to fill in for him. I wondered if all mothers and grandmothers had a special smell. Then I wondered what my mother's smell would have been like, which made me wonder if my dad had a special smell. <laughs> Don't laugh! I have to go home now, I told Mimi. My father was in the kitchen. He smiled at me. How are you doing? Do you feel better now? I nodded and asked, Daddy, can I have a hug? My father smiled and lifted me up into his arms. I put my arms around his neck and took in a deep breath through my nose. Yes, my dad did have a special smell. I'd have known it anywhere. It wasn't flowers, but it was spicy and fresh and it was my dad's smell. I love you, Daddy, I whispered in his ear. I love you too, my dad whispered back. More than life itself. And that was why I cried, and I know why I cried. And I, do you know why I cried? Not really. <laughs> okay. Are you worried about Mimi? I'm a little worried about Mimi, but she seems fine. She's got a special smell. She's got the special smell. We know what happens to her. She goes and lives, moves to a farm, I think. Yeah. So I guess I, I mean, it, yeah. What's going on with you? What are you worried about? Oh, I'm not worried about anything. There's like a passage later in the book that started to give me rise, but I think it must just be a different Mimi. Okay. Um, what happens? Well, Marianne says, one afternoon I biked to the cemetery to look for my mother's gravestone. I searched up and down rows and rows of grave markers, but I couldn't find a gravestone for Alma Baker Spear. I ended up crying over Mimi's grave. I realize now that losing Mimi was one of the reasons that I had been oh. thinking about my own mother yeah, so yeah, much yeah. recently. In a lot of ways, Mimi had replaced the mother I never knew. Now Mimi was gone too, and one loss was reminding me of the other. But yeah. that must be like a different Mimi, no, right? No, 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 no. I saw this too, and it, it gave me pause as well. But uh, Mimi owns the cemetery. Uh, so they're all Mimi's They're all grave Mimi's markers. graves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you thought that Mimi was in the grave for a no, second? No, 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 no. I thought I thought uh Mimi was in the grave. Okay. No, 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 no. That's that's Jeannie pointing out that Mimi owns the cemetery. Okay. She's fine. She's living on a farm. Everything's okay. Um can I read you something Scottish inspired? I'll take a run at it too. And you will take a run at it too, and you probably shouldn't, but it goes like this. It goes like this. <gasps> bear, 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 bear. How do you do the R? Bear, the R. Bear, bear. bear. Roll your R's. of the week. Roll your R's, and it's our Bear of the Week, and Bear is the Scottish word for babies, and these podcasts are baby-themed, and we're adult babies. Adult babies, and, and we're, we're baby guys. Same guys, but baby guys, and it's actually our Burn of the Week, and I had a burn, and I bet you did too, and what's yours? I need a few. I had a few. Okay. What's your best one? At home, I was trying to teach myself to walk and read at the same time. One Saturday afternoon, my dad found me standing in the upstairs hall reading Horton Hears a Who by Dr. Seuss. Marianne, wouldn't you be more comfortable in a chair or on the couch? I looked up from my book. Where was I? I thought I was in Whoville Town Square, not the hall. I was practicing walking and reading at the same time, I explained to my dad. 
Better stick to doing one or the other at a time, (laughs) he advised. So life as a six-year-old was interesting, fun, and challenging, (laughs) is what Marianne says about her very interesting, fun, and challenging day of walking while reading. (laughs) It's It's a a self-burn about how boring her life is. Um, Good. The best burn I captured you already read, and it's on our... Somebody who we should really spend more time thinking and talking about, which is Mrs. Manson. Yeah. And the burn is her saying that Mrs. Manson sounds boring and she drinks a lot of beer on the job and that's why dad fired her. It's not boring. It's cool. But it's not. I'm realizing now that it doesn't count as a burn. Right. Because it's cool as hell and Marianne just doesn't get it. It's not boring to drink beer all the time. That's not boring. Makes life more interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, and then my other burn is uh, on the next babysitter, and it is very short, and it goes like this. Mrs. Manson was replaced by my current sitter, Mrs. Cuddy. Mrs. Cruddy, as Christy called very her. Good. Very, very good. Very good. Concise this is to the point. Nailed it. That's what you want from a burn, people. Yeah. That's how you do it. It's easy. You take their own name and you use it against them. Suckification. Yeah. And that's how it's done. Um, shitbird. Jack. Okay. We already shitbird. know. Shitbird. Yeah. No, that's enough. What's oh, Jack? What's I got a segment for you. I got a segment for you that's more interesting than this. And okay. It's uh, sexy. I've been so many scary segments. Oh. A sexy one. Yeah. I thought the show wasn't sexy or sexual. But the segment is sexy. Okay. The show as a whole? No. Very dry. Okay. Very boring. But we do embed one sexy segment within the unsexy, unsexual show. But we do have one sexy segment, and it's called Racy Passages with Two Adult Babies. Two Adult Babies. I'm Adult Baby Tanner. And here's a passage that's very sexy that I read. (laughs) And it happened in the book, and it's a little too hot for TV. Okay. Is it too hot for podcasts? No. Okay, good. Because we have a podcast. We don't have a TV show. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> well, here's what, something for the Baby Nation. You know what you should do, Baby Babies? Me? No, the Baby Babies. I adjust oh, okay. them. Get us on the um, on the new Babysitter's Club reboot. Oh, on Netflix. We should be dads on it. Okay. Don't you think? Yep. We should be dads on the show. I guess... The only dad who really makes sense for me is Mr. Pike. And for me, it's Mr. Prezioso. Right. Yeah. Dibs on Mr. Pike and Mr. Prezioso. Yeah. If you haven't shot those scenes yet. Yeah. Netflix. And if you have, reshoot them and everybody tweet at them. And we'll reshoot them. And everyone, please everyone do, let's mobilize the baby nation. Yeah. We've never mobilized you before. Wake up from your slumber. Right. Baby Nation, guess what? We lulled you to sleep at the beginning of the episode, and we're waking you the fuck up at the end. It's time to awaken the giant. mobilize. And Tanner told you the four rules of gun safety. And now you're an army. Forget them. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I think a lot of those are kind of designed for personal safety. Right. Okay. But be careful out there, and do tweet politely at the creators of the Babysitter's or just cl- Netflix. Club, Netflix, and, and Netflix, and tell them that we need to be dads on the show. And here's a racy passage, and it's very sexy. Are you ready? Yes. And it's exactly why we're not going to be booked on anything. This is the kind of stuff we can bring. This is the kind of energy yeah. we can bring to the Netflix show. Netflix. Yeah. 
Here it goes. Adult babies. Okay, sexy music's playing, so you should stop talking unless you want to be part of the sexy music that's playing. No, thank you. Okay. I'll put the groceries away, Richard. Sharon offered. So you can start cooking. <laughs> my dad and I exchanged a smile. Sharon is as disorganized as my dad is organized. If she put the food away, we were apt to find the ice cream melted all over the vegetable bin and the lettuce in the freezer. <laughs> I knew Sharon and my dad would figure out who was doing what in the kitchen and that they'd be happy while they were doing it. They'll certainly be happy while they're doing it. Yeah, whatever. Who's doing what in here? And the ice cream just melted in the vegetable bin. <laughs> And it's a refrigerator adjacent sexual activity, and that's what happens between yep. Richard and Sharon, and we all always knew it, but this is the sexiest passage ever, and Jeannie, once again, is trying to get it in there early. And good job, Jean. You did it. You invented refrigerator play. And I guess we quickly have to, uh, she's asked us to write a review of her book, and we okay. have to very quickly do that. Um, and she did steal a whole chapter from um, Marianne and The Secret in the Attic. And I, although I like this, it was a wake-up call for me. And I think that we can't just take her words verbatim and put them in this review that she's asked us to write. You sure? We've already done it three times. Well, she woke me up. And we're going to take what she said and we're just going to reword it. And that's okay. And that's not plagiarism. And so uh, the music is going and we're writing a review of the book that has been dictated to us by Jeannie in the passage where Marianne's autobiography is graded. And it's graded. Did you notice this? It's graded by the teacher and her initials are JB. And it's signed JB. Jeannie Betancourt. Okay. And a gene. It is gene. And it is gene. Um, and here's what she writes. And I guess I'll read it line by line, and we'll figure out how to get it into the iBooks review. Okay. So the first line is, excellent job, Marianne. Okay. Excellent job, Jean. Okay, that's two. That you copied Verbatim. two of the words. Oh, right. Yeah. Shit. Uh, well done, Jean. Well done, Jean. Okay. And then now we're in the review. The incidents you chose to write about... I'm going to open up thesaurus.com here. Okay, that's actually really smart. Um, And so we're saying... The incidents you chose to write about represent a range of the happy and difficult experiences in your life. And do you have thesaurus.com up? Yeah. Okay, great. So the... Events? Milestones. Milestones. You... You... Elected? Elected to... What's a synonym for write? Address. Okay. Scribe? The milestones you elected to scribe. That's good. Okay. Uh, Represent. Exemplify. Exemplify. This is great. And then no one's going to trace this back to us, but it's also going to be in keeping with Jeannie's wishes. Exemplify a range. Um, A... Catalog. Catalog of the happy, mirthful, mirthful and difficult experiences, toilsome, toilsome experiences, empiricism, empiricisms in your life. And I'm just going to say existence for that. 
Okay. You have a talent. Talent. Um, endowment. You have an endowment for writing. Um, scribing. scribing. I, yeah, scribing. With emotional honesty. Impetuous rectitude. Uh, and clarity. Palpability. So, you, so the next sentence is, your father has done a wonderful job of raising you. So your something for father? Forebearer. Forebearer has done a, and then I need wonderful. Well, the website has completely stopped loading. I don't know what, like, I'm gonna ads say are running on fucking... An excellent thesaurus.com these days that's caused it to fucking crash and burn like so much cool math games. Okay, guess what? Thesaurus.com is canceled, and now I'm thesaurus.com. Your forebear has done an excellent, and I need job of raising you, so I'm going to say an excellent um, vocation of vocation of rearing you. But he has a special daughter to care for, but he has... A special spawn to um, tend. Tend. That's perfect. And then finally, lucky both of you. And lucky is fortunate pair. And nailed fortunate it. Fortunate pair. <laughs> and then, uh, so she's just written JB. And it's astonishing that Jeannie just like wrote her own fucking initials for this. I can't remember what the teacher's name is. JT. That's all we sign off with. Okay, and then we say JT. Oh, and the grade is A+. Plus. Grade. A+. Plus. Nice one, Jeannie. Okay, I'm going to read this back to you real fast, and it goes like this. Well done, Jean. Five stars. It's great. The milestones you elected to describe exemplify a catalog of the mirthful and toilsome empiricisms in your existence. You have an endowment for scribing with impetuous rectitude and palpability. Your forebear has done an excellent vocation of rearing you, but he has a special spawn to tend Fortunate pair. <laughs> Great. Fortunate pair. <laughs> Grade A plus JT. Yeah. P.S. We love And that'll throw off the, the plagiarism checks, too. Yeah. And now we're going to leave, and we're also going to go. And I would like to thank you, Tanner, for bearing with me. I would like to thank the baby babies for bearing with us. Please do, for the love of God, buy our merch. Yes bit.ly slash bscc merch by the time this goes up maybe we'll have stickers who knows who knows but there's lots of good stuff if you don't have a wine crimes t-shirt or a burn the patriarchy t-shirt you should get one and there's also the great t-shirts about the preciosos and about the b theory that we have and about the ghost writers that you should also get and please subscribe to our patreon where we talk about the little sister books and we sing the descriptions it's Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. It's tons of fun. We're having a blast in there. Join the Elite Babies for just $5 a month. You get a whole new episode every week. And this week, I would like to tell you that we read a book called Portrait Collection. Chronologically, the fourth unnumbered, in actuality, Marianne's book. And next week, we're reading Portrait Collection. Chronologically, the fifth Unnumbered in actuality. This is perfect. Christie's book. I love the way we have to say that. Yeah, and you made us do it. Gene and Anne made us do this. Yeah, and it's Jeannie. And it's Christie's book, and it's the book about Christie. And we're going to learn about her, her dad, probably. 
Oh yeah, but guess what, Genie? We already saw it in the movie. Yeah, Gene. so you got nothing. Saw it in the us. movie, Gene. Um, in the meantime, I would like to remind you that I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And please do round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time. And do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Fight the future. We are handprints in the cement of time. And Claudia's wearing a bra now. And the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. And I think it's God. I'm all yawns tonight, huh? All yawns tonight. It's, Woo! It's a it's a fun energy. We built this city <laughs> on lots of yawns. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>